Hello, and welcome to the Fertility Podcast. Elena here from Magic Mindset. I am here to help you get through this fertility journey with a lot less stress. And no, we're not going to try the just think happy thoughts thing. We are going to bust down the limiting beliefs that are holding you back so that you can begin to trust this process while still taking inspired action and get your baby into your arms faster. So keep listening as I guide you through all the tips, tools, and techniques I used to overcome years of infertility and get my babies into my life in just six months. So here we go with today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Fertility Podcast where we are spilling all the tea. And today we are going to spill some tea on all the things that people say on your journey. This one, okay, I'm going to actually just start off by saying I am a little hesitant to share this reframe because I don't want to make light of the fact that people say insensitive things. I know that people say things that are hurtful. I know that people say things that seem really ignorant. And when you are feeling so much pain on your journey from what you've been through and what you're going through, those comments are so magnified and they feel so bad. And it is harder to see, you know, that these these people don't mean anything bad. They're not trying to hurt your feelings. They're not trying to upset you. Um, But they just don't know, right? And here's the thing. So this is why I'm feeling like a little hesitant because I'm like, I don't want any of you to listen to this and think like, oh my gosh, like she's sitting here talking about trying to reframe all these horrible things people say or all these insensitive things people say and trying to like, I'm not taking their side. Believe you me. Okay, I had plenty of these comments thrown my way through years of going through infertility, like the things people would say sometimes and I would just like stop myself and like stare at them and be like, are you serious? Like, like, are you seriously saying this to me right now? And they were and they didn't know. They didn't know that it was hurtful. And so that's where the disconnect was, right? Like they thought they were being helpful. I thought they were being, you know, insensitive. And it just, we were not on the same page. However, I'm not, I'm not taking their side saying that what they're doing is okay. You know, they just, they don't know. But What I want to do today, the purpose of this podcast episode, the purpose of me talking about this is to help you because you are the one that I want to support. And so the reason we're going to reframe this and the reason we're going to kind of look at what people are saying and where it's coming from and how we can actually use what they are telling us, their advice, and I am doing quotation marks in the air right now, the way that we can use that to actually help us. And the reason I'm doing that is because when someone says something insensitive to you, and I mean, we've all heard those comments. I would be shocked to find out if there was somebody who says, oh, nobody's ever said anything negative or like insensitive to me on my journey. Tell me if that is you, I am so happy for you. That is amazing. But for the most part, I'm pretty sure we have all heard like one or two comments, right? At at minimum. And 
the reason we want to reframe them is because it only hurts you. It doesn't hurt them, right? It's one of those like taking poison and expecting the other person to die kind of situations. <laughs> like they aren't really thinking any more about it after they've said what they've said. They really don't see anything wrong with what they've said. And so they just go about their day. They're not really bothered by it. But when you hear that comment, you are bothered by it. You probably are taking it pretty personally. And of course, because it's hurtful. You see it as hurtful. It feels hurtful. It feels like you're not being supported and that you're not able to connect with that person. And that that can really, you know, be difficult. And by reframing some of what they're saying and like trying to find why on earth they would say what they've said or why they give the advice that they give can actually help you to first of all, not take it personally, because that's the number one thing. It's like, don't take this as an attack on you or somebody trying to be malicious toward you. Um, So we don't want to take it personally. And when we can see where they're coming from, that allows us to kind of just forgive them and let that go. Don't hold on to that. It really is only causing you more like negative emotion. Um, And we don't want that, right? You already have enough things that you're kind of worrying about and trying to work through, through fertility. You don't need to be worrying about what other people are saying or thinking about your journey. This is your story. It's your journey. And you really want to be able to let go of anything that anyone else is thinking or saying about it. So that's the number one reason. And number two, And this is where you're going to maybe roll your eyes at me a little bit, but I know you're here for a reason, so hear me out. Sometimes there is an inkling, okay, a little bit of truth to the advice that they're giving you, okay? For the most part, I mean, sometimes these people are like people we love and respect or that we're friends with or that, you know, and sometimes it can feel kind of shocking. Like, why would they say that to me? And this is why they actually think they're helping. And they're probably not dumb people. They're probably pretty smart people and they're kind people. And the advice they're giving you is based on some kind of truth that they have experienced in their life, okay? So like, you know, the the common one is like just relax or stop thinking about it, right? For them, that makes sense because... You know, we have all probably been conditioned to say that, you know, when you're relaxed, you're able to think more clearly, you know, things will happen, just don't try to force it. And in some way, there is truth to that, right? So they actually are taking advice that would probably be helpful in a lot of other situations. They're just trying to apply it to a situation that maybe is not quite, it's not quite so applicable. (laughs) But again, There is a little bit of truth to some of the things that people are saying. And I'm going to reframe that for you today. And if it doesn't resonate with you, I will appreciate that you've listened to it anyways. But I do want you to try and really be open. So as we're talking today, I want you to listen and really open yourself up. Okay, beyond ego today, we're going to really open ourselves up and think like, I can see where this person is coming from and I can actually see why they would give me the advice that they give me or say the things they give me. Some of it comes out really badly and some of them like, you know, they just say dumb, dumb stuff. (laughs) And I know, but today we're going to reframe it. 
I want to see what you think when we talk about a little bit about some of the ways that some of these things, when you kind of turn them around, could be helpful. Okay, so bear with me today. And again, I want to just reiterate that I am not here to tell you that people who say things to you are right. I am not telling you that, you know, their advice is sound advice for someone going through infertility. All I am telling you is that when you can open yourself up to seeing where they're coming from, you're going to be able to let go of any animosity, anger, frustration that you have towards that person because none of those feelings are going to help you out on this journey, right? Holding on to any negative emotion towards other people about your fertility is not going to help, okay? It's only going to cause more stress, right? And more of those stress hormones which disrupt our reproductive system. So let's just look at it as that today. We're going to help you to be able to brush those comments off and possibly, if you're open to it, even see how some of those things might actually be well-intentioned advice and may actually be able to help you out. So this has been a very long intro, but let's get started. Now, one of the things, okay, first of all, I know I've said like, you know, we have to look at what people say is that they're as, as a way of them trying to be helpful. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second somebody says something to you, and let's go through some of these things. It's the whole go get drunk. And you know, I got drunk and and I just got pregnant (laughs) because that's, that's helpful or relax and go on vacation or stop thinking about it or here, take my kids. These are all things people say. And I honestly don't believe in my own experience anyways, because I'll speak for myself that the people that I know that who said those comments, nobody was out to get me. Nobody was trying to be mean. No one was trying to hurt my feelings. They just, and this I've said it so many times on my Instagram too, like people don't know what they don't know. And when you have not experienced what someone else is experiencing, it is very difficult to understand um, the, that what you might be saying could be taken as hurtful. Okay, so before you go into like, how could they say that to me? Why would they say that? That's so insensitive. Don't they know that that would hurt my feelings? Don't they know that, that that's so hurtful? It's not helpful. Before you go there and get yourself like really feeling upset with this person, just stop. Stop. As soon as they say it, as soon as you hear their words, just stop and remind yourself they don't know what they don't know. They are not trying to hurt me, right? They are trying to help. They just don't really know how to help. They don't really know what is the right thing to say. And so they just say kind of a more generalized statement, like don't think about it, just relax. And again, because for them, that was their experience. And you know, the thing about human connection is that we are all going based on our own experiences and our own belief systems. Okay, so when somebody else is telling you something based on their experience, it's not always applicable to your experience, right? And so we have to be open-minded and remember that, you know, their heart's in the right place. They are trying to be helpful and we're not going to get upset or make ourselves get, you know, worked up about it because that's only going to hurt us more. So 
as soon as a comment is said to you, the first thing I would say is just like stop, say to them, or don't maybe you don't need to say it out loud, but just remind yourself they don't know what they don't know. And they really are trying to probably help you and give you the advice that makes sense for them based on their experience. Okay. I know you guys are, (laughs) I just like see you in my mind like, oh my God, really? Am I going to be able to do that? You can, you have to train yourself, but you can. But just remember like you're holding on to like anger, grudges, you know, things that are said to you and you're, you're upset about it. It's just remember that's not helping me, right? So say nothing that I'm going to hold on to from this that feels bad is going to serve me on my fertility journey. So I'm going to let it go. So Let's get into some of the things that they say and let's look at probably why they're saying it and then let's reframe and look at how we could actually use that maybe as some good advice. And trust me, there are little bits of things that people say that we can see, you know, maybe I I could relax a little more, but it doesn't mean we're not thinking about infertility, right? And what we're going through and what we are trying to do by bringing our baby into our world. So the first one, and this one people used to say to me all the time, and it took me a while to be able to really see how this could be reframed. <laughs> because I, this one never came across as like advice. It was more of like a joke. And I think this one used to upset me the most. And it was when people used to say to me, oh, you can't have kids? Well, you could just take mine, right? So first of all, now I'm upset that they don't appreciate their own children, right? They don't appreciate the fact that they were able to have kids, they have a family, they have all of this, you know, experience that you actually want. So now we're annoyed with them because they're not, you know, grateful for this beautiful experience that they're having for their family. We feel like they don't appreciate it, that they take advantage of it. And so now we've gone into this whole thing. But we have to remember, again, their experience now that they have kids. And again, they did not struggle likely to have children. And even if they did, having your children is a different experience than wanting to have your children. Once they are here and you are in the role of parent, listen, it's not easy, right? And so we can understand if we want to look at it this way and be open, we can understand that they are coming from a place of, I have my children. Parenting is not easy, um, you know, and regardless of whether they are, are so grateful, I mean, we're not saying they don't love their kids. They're not telling you you can have their kids because they actually want you to take them. They don't love them. They don't want them. They're making a joke and it's based on the fact that probably they're having a hard time. And it, it is someone who is now on the other side of infertility and has my children, Let me tell you, there's a lot of ways I was prepared for this through the struggle of infertility because parenting isn't easy either. Um, And so I think they just feel like, oh my gosh, like this is hard here, please. Like, here you go. You can just have mine, right? They see it as a joke. They don't know that that's hurtful because likely they haven't gone through what you've gone through. Um, If they had, they likely wouldn't make a joke like that to you, but they probably haven't. So again, we're going to look at it as... They don't know what they don't know. They don't know how hurtful that is. They don't know how I see that comment, right? As as a way of them really not appreciating what they have. And, you know, you would do anything to have children. And here's someone saying like, yeah, I 
take mine, right? There's, it's so hard. And it's like, you know what? You don't want to hear that. So let's turn this around a little bit. And I'm going to tell you my own personal story around this one. Okay. People used to say this to me too. I used to get upset. I used to think, how could you say that? Like, that's such a dumb thing to say to somebody who's going through infertility. But then I don't, I couldn't tell you exactly what day this happened, but I actually had an experience one day where I realized not that I wanted to take someone else's kids off their hands, but if I was able to embody myself as a mother through my experiences with other children, that could actually really help me on my journey. So I want to tell you at the time um, I was going through infertility, I was teaching kindergarten and I had this advantage that I had never seen as an advantage because I used to just look at the kids in my class and be like, oh my gosh, like, am I ever going to have a child? Like, I, you know, I would have these experiences with the kids in my class thinking like, is this ever going to be my experience as a mom with my kids, right? And I finally one day was able to turn it around and understand that I am totally taking advantage of a situation where I could be really embodying this and using this to act as if I am already a mother. I was already constantly around children, little kids. And I started to look at that as me having an opportunity to embody myself as a mom through caring for children, nurturing children, loving them, you know, acting toward them as if I was their mother, right? Caring for them as if I was their mother. And I started to see myself not as like just their teacher, but as their caregiver, their mom, right? And I know like, okay, maybe you're like, is this, this is weird. (laughs) It's delusional. But listen, trying to bring something into your life and acting as if in order to bring that thing to you and be on that frequency does require a small amount of delusion. You have to be able to imagine yourself and put yourself in that situation. So when I started to look at these kids as like these, you know, as if they were my own, it changed things for me. I started to to see all the ways I was already a mom, right? The way I would help them, you know, zip up their coats or the way I would teach them the letters and read stories to them and play with them and just the way I was able to engage with them was the same way I would engage with my own children. And so I started to really use that. And so someone saying to me like, oh, you can just take my kids. I I stopped looking at it as a them thing. It's like, you know, they don't appreciate their kids. They don't like their kids, whatever. They are complaining about parenting. And I I took that whole piece out of it. And I started to look at it as, wow, do you, can I hang out with your kids? Because I would love to embody that experience. I would love to embody myself as a mom in that experience. So if you are an auntie, if you have a friend who has small children, if you have someone in your life who's had a baby and, you know, they don't need to say that comment to you. But if there is a way for you to actually have experiences with children 
in whatever way that is for you in your life and, and, you know, in your circumstances, use that to your advantage. Because you're going to see like being, I know for many, many women, being around children is hard because it feels like, you know, it's rubbing it in your face. Like, oh my gosh, like this is never going to be mine. But it is in the way you're looking at it, right? If you're looking at kids all the time and you're thinking, I'm never going to have, I'm never going to have this experience. I'm never going to be a mom. I'm never going to get to hold my kids or take my kids here or play with them or do this or whatever experience you imagine as a mom. If you are constantly telling yourself that's never going to be you and you're getting upset every time you're around children, what frequency is that putting out into the universe, right? You're putting out the frequency of, I, I don't really want this because it doesn't feel good. I don't believe I can have it. It's a feeling of lack. I don't already have it. And there is nothing there that is calling in that experience, that is calling in that um, embodiment of motherhood. And so it's really like the way you can turn your mindset around and look at it as, wow, me having experiences with other people's kids can actually really support me on my journey and show me what kind of mom I'm going to be. And the more you are actually doing that thing and experiencing that, the more you are putting that um, belief in your mind and in your subconscious that, wow, look at all these things I'm doing as a mom, okay? Even if they're not your kids, you are reading books to your friend's kids. Maybe you're an auntie and you're playing fun games. Maybe you're baking cupcakes with, you know, your nieces or nephews or or some kids in the neighborhood that you're friends with, like, you know, like have had friends who have had kids in the neighborhood. Whatever it is, if there's a way for you to be in those situations now, take advantage of that. Because I promise you, I know there's that hurt there. I know there's that ache. When you're around children, I used to feel that too, very deeply. But I want you to understand too that there is another side of that where you actually can start to experience motherhood right now. And you are going to create memories and experiences that are going to build new neural pathways in your mind that are for motherhood, that are for becoming a parent, that are for bringing your baby into your life and becoming a mom and getting pregnant. And so if you can shift, okay, that, and it doesn't mean that you're not going to feel a little bit of that ache or that pain, but you can override it with some of these really great experiences that you could be having too. Okay, so think about it that way. And I'm telling you, like I did this because working with kids actually was very difficult while I was going in through, through infertility because I, I, I wanted that and I didn't have it. And I saw kids who were not treated very well. I saw parents who did not appreciate their kids. And I, I mean, it was hard to watch. And it brought me down even more because I would see these parents treating their kids badly or, you know, just not giving them the attention, the love that they deserved. And it frustrated me to no end because I thought you, my mindset at that time was you don't deserve kids. You don't deserve to have these children. I deserve it and I don't have it. And so it led me onto a spiral of like just frustration and anger and just feeling like why me, right? 
why didn't you keep a baby away from this person who doesn't even, she didn't even want a baby. She got pregnant by accident or she didn't want a baby. She, you know, whatever, one night stand kind of thing. There was a lot of that situation that I was exposed to as a teacher with all these kids. And for a long time, I let that be my mindset. It was like that, that wasn't fair. But the second I could turn it around and think, you know what? That part is actually none of my business. <laughs> I know we want to make it our business because we look at in the outside world and outside experiences. But I would look at that and say, like, that's actually none of my business. My business is my experience with these kids while they are in my care. And so from nine in the morning till three in the afternoon, when I was with those kids, I embodied the mother that I wanted to be and the mother that I thought they deserved. I treated them with love, kindness, respect. I loved them as if they were my own kids. And we had, I still have so many amazing memories with so many of those kids that I taught during that time. It was so hard. And when I really was able to switch it up and like look at it that way, it, I, I just felt different. I was happier even in my work. I was happier in my life. I was looking at this as like, instead of I'm never going to have this as I can't wait I'd be reading a book to a a kid during story time and I would just be like, I can't wait till this is my child that I get to read this book to. And let me tell you, I have had those experiences now with my own children and it's, it feels so magical. I don't know how else to explain it because it's like, these are the things I used to, to envision and dream about, you know, before and I am experiencing them now they are my reality and I look at the shift I had to make in order to have those experiences before and then be able to bring that into my reality now I had to shift my mindset I honestly can tell you I don't know how much longer I would have had to go through infertility had I never been able to make these kinds of shifts in my thought process Okay, and in my mindset, because I would have just kept going down this very negative path. And probably at some point, I still would have had my kids. I believe that. And I believe that for you too. I believe that for the women, the ones who aren't listening to this podcast right now, who are very negative and closed off to that, I still believe they're going to have their babies. I just think it's going to be a tougher process. And I think it's going to um, take a little longer. And it's just you know, you can go through it with ease when you're a little bit more open to shifting into that mama right now instead of waiting until your baby's here. So I know I went on a long one on this first one <laughs> about taking my kids, but that I wanted to touch on that one a little bit longer because of my own experience with it and how I shifted that, that comment Um, And I really used to find that one was really, I don't know why that one used to bother me probably the most because I kept looking at it as they're just not grateful. They don't appreciate what they have. I would do anything to have kids and here they are like just wishing them away, right? So that reframe was a big one for me, which is why I have this big long story about it. And again, if you are an auntie, maybe you have nieces and nephews, if you've got friends who have kids, if you volunteer with children or work with children, start to use that as your advantage. So start to look at those kids as if they are your own kids. 
okay? Treat them the way you would treat your own children. And, you know, look at yourself as a mother when you are interacting with them and engaging with them. And you're going to start to feel different. It's it's really, like I said, I used the word magical, but I don't know what else to say. I don't know how else to describe it. It is like this magical shift. And so if you have the opportunity to do that, and if you don't know anyone with kids, like, you know, you can always volunteer like a library programs and things like that, where you can go and like read to kids. You could volunteer, um, in lots of different kids programs and supporting kids who don't maybe have the parents that they need. And I know there's lots of like programs, big brothers, big sisters, things like that, where you can volunteer and just work with kids who maybe don't have that type of situation in their life where they have this loving nurturing mother or or whatever it is that that they're missing and you could be that for them so if there is a way for you to take advantage of (laughs) I that's going to come out really wrong I was going to say take advantage of someone else's kids don't do that (laughs) but take advantage of an opportunity to interact and and build you know memories and experiences with kids that are going to really support your vision of being a mother okay let's go on to the next one This one is probably another biggie that you hear all the time, and that is the relax, just go on vacation. One of those, just relax, just go on vacation. Okay, so this one, obviously we look at this and we're just like, do you have any idea what infertility is? Do you have any idea how much I have to go through, how many appointments I have to go to, how many treatments I have to have? I'm on medication, I have to constantly be monitored. There will be no vacation. There will be no relaxing. And again, this is exactly how I saw it, right? It was like, go on vacation. I'm spending $20,000 on IVF and I have appointments every morning to go get Wanda to check out my uh, uterus and my lining and to see how many follicles I have. I got to go there every day and I'm taking injections and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. Why on earth would you tell me to go on vacation, right? But again, they don't know that because they've probably never been through infertility, right? They've never gone through what you've gone through. So they have no idea how all-consuming this journey is. And so for them, it makes sense that if you would just relax, maybe go on vacation. You know what happens when we're on vacation? We totally check out. Like it feels good to be away, right? You leave all your worries behind. You go on this trip. You're just in the moment. You're present. You're enjoying it. And for most people, that would be a great time to just relax, go on a trip, enjoy, and you probably get pregnant because you're so relaxed. Because that's their experience, right? To go on vacation and be able to leave all their cares behind. And that's probably been your experience with vacations in general. But when you're going through infertility, that's not the best advice. However, I'm going to reframe it for you because I don't want you to get angry at these people. They're just trying their best. So the next time somebody tells you to just go on vacation so that you can relax and get pregnant, we're going to look at that as, again, they don't know what they don't know. However, I see where they're coming from because getting into a relaxed state, right, is good for us. It's good for our mind. It's good for our body. And so there is a little truth there if we want to be open-minded and look at it that way. 
you can see why they would want you to relax, okay? We all know when we are relaxed, when we are in a joyful state, in a peaceful state, our brain is releasing all those feel-good hormones, the serotonin, the dopamine, the um, endorphins, all these things that are good for our body, that can change the way our cells form, and that is good for your reproductive organs, and it's good for your body. So there is some truth there, right? And we know that the more stress we have, we're releasing now adrenaline and cortisol. And those things are not good. Those things can inhibit creation and reproduction. So there's the truth to it, right? There is a little something there that makes sense. And so how can you embody that? How can I've used the word embody so much on this podcast today. I'm sorry, but it is an important word. Anyway, <laughs> I keep going here. So how can you start to really take that in on your journey, right? How can you start to say, you know, maybe finding ways for relaxation would help me to create a better space of creation in my body, right? So to me, turning this around and looking at, yeah, it doesn't mean you're going to go book a trip to Mexico, but how can you start to bring in more relaxation, more self-care, more of those feel-good hormones and emotions into your life. And so going on vacation might not be the option for you because, yep, when we're going through it, and especially if you are working with a clinic, it's not easy to just pick up and go on a trip. And if you can, that's amazing. And you know what? It would be good to relax. I'm not saying you're going to come home pregnant, but it would be good for your body to relax, just take some time to breathe and just to kind of be with yourself and have that calm and peaceful state. But I know that that's not for everybody. So how do we create that here? Right? And so again, finding the things that feel good for you. I used to love to meditate once again, once I started to shift things on my journey, that really put me in a place of relaxation that was my self-care because it felt really good to do. So find something that feels good to do, that makes you feel happy, joyful, relaxed, and know that doing those things is creating more balance, more harmony, and more good in your body, okay? Like physically, it is changing your cells, and that is incredible, okay? So there is a little bit of truth to the whole relax. I know, and you're again, please don't roll your eyes at me if this is you going like, I can't believe you're telling me that the people who say to just relax are actually right. I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying they're giving you kind advice because again, I know that we take that as very hurtful, right? Like as if it was that easy just to relax and get pregnant. But again, we want to reframe this so that we're not getting angry at these people. We want to reframe it as relaxation is good for my body. And so I'm going to find ways that feel good for me to relax so that I can create the best space for creation, for reproduction, to be able to conceive and, and carry my baby and, and keep them supported and safe, right? So try that one. Um, and then the last one I want to talk about is the stop thinking about it. I don't know how you're supposed to stop thinking thinking about wanting a baby or stop thinking about anything that you want really but this one people like to say a lot and um yeah you know it's one of those stop thinking about it and it'll just happen (laughs) 
And if you have a diagnosis, you know, or if you are working through some things with your body in order to get pregnant, this one can be especially hurtful. Um, It's really hard to stop thinking about something that you want, especially when it's something like your baby. And I did talk about this on the episode on detachment. But that's where I'm going to go with this one. If we want to reframe the stop thinking about it, we can look at it as how can I detach from the control that I'm trying to maintain on my journey? So if you are someone who's trying to control all the little things and if you are constantly, I don't want to say thinking about it because I know we are, but if you're constantly trying to control it and if you're constantly trying to think, what is my next step? What do I have to do right now in order to get my baby to me, right? And if it is a constant thing and it becomes almost like um, manic, like it's just like you're always thinking about it, you're always trying to do the next thing and, and be so busy in this this action of what do I need to do if you can reframe that okay and the best way that I would reframe this stop thinking about it advice would be to ask yourself is there a a way that I can detach from the control I'm trying to take on my journey is there a way that I can instead of trying to force or or look at it as if like this is all on me, is there a way I can look at it as if, you know, I am doing everything I can and I am going to allow to be supported by the universe, allow myself to be supported. So just even that little reframe, when someone's telling you like, just stop thinking about it, it'll happen, knowing again they don't know what they don't know and for them sure like you know they probably didn't really have to think about getting pregnant because it came easy for them right they probably didn't worry or stress about it too much so looking at it as that's their experience my experience is that I really want my baby here and so I do think about it a lot but maybe there are some ways that I can detach from the control or the worry or the fear so it's maybe the way I'm thinking about it Is there a way I could think about it that would feel more peaceful, right? And that's where we get into like more of those mindset changes around fertility. But just looking at it that way can kind of help dissipate some of the frustration. So towards the person who said it to you, of course. So I hope that's helpful. I I know there are a lot of things that people say. And I know there's way more than what I've put here. I remember somebody telling me, And she said it with, again, all good intention that it was my fault that I miscarried because I ate pineapple. And the acid from the pineapple is what caused my miscarriage. But let me tell you something. In her experience, um, from where she was from, so her culture, they told women never to eat any citrus fruits when they were pregnant because it would cause a miscarriage. And anything like citrusy and like pineapple, acidic, right? And so for her, that was what she grew up being told. That was her belief. And so when I told her, oh yeah, like I was eating the the part of the pineapple, it's supposed to be really good for you to help implantation. And she's like, oh my goodness, you ate pineapple? Of course, that's why you miscarried. And I remember at that moment, oh my God, I just wanted to explode. But at the same time, I stopped myself and I was like, she has no idea, right? 
what I've gone through and, and she doesn't see that, you know, she's not trying to blame me for it in a hurtful way. Like this is your fault. She's trying to explain to me why that happened because based on her experience, that would have been the cause of it. Right. And so I did not take it personally. I did not get mad at her. I was just kind of like, oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. I don't know. Honestly, like I'm so proud of myself sometimes because once I was able to shift my mindset and the things people would say to me, I was so proud of myself the way I was able to really like roll, let it roll off my shoulders and not let it bother me. Um, It was interesting. And like I said, I have many, many more comments and little stories of things that people have said, and I know you do too, and I would love to hear them. Um, so feel free to share with me on Instagram or in the comments here on the podcast and let me know what are some of the things that people have said to you? What are some of the things that you've had to switch your mindset around or reframe around your fertility um, based on like the comments and the things, the advice that people try to give to be helpful? I'd love to hear it. And I'm going to leave you with this to remember that for the most part, I truly believe that people are good and that nobody is trying to hurt you or being malicious in their intent when they are trying to give you advice. And the best thing you can do for yourself is to remember that their heart is in the right place and that they really are just trying to help. Their intentions are likely good. And when we can remember that and have a little compassion for that, it allows us not to hold on to any of that negative emotion or hurt. Okay, so it's like forgiveness, right? We're not doing it for the other person. We're doing it for ourselves. And when you are trying to create a baby and bring this beautiful life into the world, you don't want to have all of that, you know, negative emotion and animosity in your body and in your mind. So I hope you will be able to shift that a little bit for yourself. And I hope it was helpful to hear how I was able to do some of those reframes. And maybe you'll be able to switch the next one that comes around. Someone says something to you, say, okay, I'm not going to get upset. How can I look at this as like, why are they giving me this advice? How is this helpful to them? And is there a part of it that could actually help me out on my journey? Little question for you. I'm going to leave you with that. If you need support on your fertility journey, know that I am here. The fertility mindset method is open and I am there to support you as well. It is a 12-week program. So if you need more of this type of support, but it is guided, sorry, geared right to you and toward your own unique journey, that is what you're going to get. You're going to get my full support and an ear to listen and I'm going to help you in every way possible until your baby is in your arms. So you can always check that out on Instagram or you can DM me um, baby2024 and I can send you more info on that. I wish you a most beautiful day my friends. I want to thank you so much for listening today and keeping an open mind as we share uh, some of the ways to really reframe some of these comments. I know they're not easy to hear, but you are growing stronger and better every day, even when you don't think you are. So sending you so much love and light on your journey, and we will chat very soon. Take care.